What's up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another episode of the Fanboys Anonymous Group Meeting Podcast. It's been a little while that was since we've had a normal roundtable discussion, but we are sponsored here today from the Patreon. I'll explain that a little bit more in a few moments, but uh, first things first, who am I? Who are you? Who am I with? All that stuff. I don't know who you are listening, but I am yours as always, Tony Mango. Hi, and joining Tony. me on this is Robert D. Felice. Yes, my name is Robert D. Felice, and today I will be making the case as to why Tobey Maguire should have an Oscar. <laughs> okay, well, it shouldn't be for Spider-Man at the very least. Um, what we're doing today is, yeah, it's been a while since I've done a group meeting because most of the time when I'm doing these things on the Fanboys uh, YouTube channel and the podcast feed and all that stuff, it's been the past couple of years it's been mostly just my movie reviews but uh patreon steps into the mix and what we've been doing recently with those with the fan tracks and everything is uh there's a tier on the patreon called pick your poison and as part of the whole setup with the tiers and reward system goes that is one where if you donate to that you can request some kind of actual special feature of sorts that you would like us to do and in the past, we've gotten a lot of uh, stuff from the fan tracks, and this time around, Guest 5 has sponsored a, I guess, all-purpose superhero discussion. I don't really even know exactly what we're going to title this. I have no idea what the graphics I'm going to use and stuff like that are going to be, but uh, maybe just kind of like a look forward into upcoming superhero films of 2020 and 2021 or something like that. Talk about some old ones that have passed by that I haven't done a deep dive into because I've just been doing these on my own or... To be perfectly honest, we're just going to shoot the shit and see what happens. Yeah. So I invite you to do the same in the comments below. Same as where you would be doing things normally on any other types of podcasts. If you are listening to this on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google, any of those kind of things where you can't leave a comment, then leave a star rating or something like that. And hop on over to YouTube because on YouTube, while you are over there, you can leave a comment. But you could also like the video, hit that subscribe button if you haven't done that already, and ring that little notification bell. All that stuff helps out quite a bit. Um, before we move into the discussion, I will just mention that if you are not interested in the Patreon's Pick Your Poison tier, but you do want to help out in some fashion, even a dollar goes a long way. And there are other tiers that uh, reflect different types of things. I want to start getting a kind of a variation of what we do on the Smart Out Moment side of things, which is a dark cast, which are Patreon-exclusive episodes. I want to do something like that for fanboys. And I haven't figured out a name yet for it. I'm thinking maybe like fan service, maybe bonus tracks, something that's kind of kind of kitschy, some kind of gimmicky pun name sort of thing. So I like fan service. I'm trying to think of what's the term people use when they're like scoping around, like when superheroes are just scoping around at night for random activity. Hmm. I don't know. Fan service has been my favorite I've thought of so far. And if this was more of like a video game channel, then bonus stage, bonus level, that kind of thing could work or, you know, that kind of thing. But I don't know. Maybe somebody's got some kind of suggestions. And if you do, then drop them in the comments below. Tell me your thoughts and what you'd like to see us do in the future. And you know how we can have a little bit more fun with fanboys. Cause the more fanboy stuff, the better. So Hell yeah. Thank you to Guest 5 for sponsoring this because, man, I want to just dive into so many different topics here. And I, I, the best way, I guess, for us to start, because there's no game plan here, we don't have like a an itinerary sort of, is just to go with one of the things that uh, Guest 5 had mentioned. Uh, he said, you know, general discussion about superhero films. 
MCU phases four and five. So let's start off with that. Um, the next superhero movie that is coming out, other than, for instance, like Bloodshot, I think might be out already, but that's not MCU or DC. It's, you know, it's an offshoot kind of thing. I'm pretty sure that the next superhero movie is Black Widow. And then we've got, um looking on the list Falcon, right now. Uh, Falcon got, the Winter Soldier. Uh, well, movie-wise That's... specifically, we've got Black Widow, The Eternals, Shang-Chi, and The Legend of the Ten Rings, Doctor Strange, and the Multiverse of Madness. We could go on a whole... I could talk a fucking hour about what that's supposed to be. Um, a sequel to Spider-Man, uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, Black Panther 2, and a couple things that they don't have set frames for like the release dates yet but there's like blade Wait. there's guardians of the galaxy volume three captain marvel 2 another ant-man movie another deadpool fantastic four the x-men all these other kind of things um what are you thinking about black widow i think oh it's hard for me to talk about this without talking about like scarlett johansson becoming public enemy number one because she says things that she maybe shouldn't say. And I think it'll be good. She's she's a great actress. She's good in The Black Widow. I think... Especially as we go down the line here. I think after Guardians of the Galaxy... Disney and Marvel Studios were like... We, we can just turn anything into profit can't we because honestly five years ago could you have seen a black widow movie i actually when they were doing these uh leading up to the avengers i was wondering why we didn't get one because i thought that what they could do and this might have been around the time that like cap had happened um might have been actually a little bit before cap i was thinking you know what would be a good way to lead into the Avengers would be a S.H.I.E.L.D. movie and that it would be Black Widow and Hawkeye and Nick Fury and that they would introduce them a little bit more. And I actually thought that that was going to be the the tie-in to Avengers. And then when they didn't do that, I was just kind of like, wow, okay, you went straight into there. You didn't even give Hawkeye a movie. Like He was just there for one scene in Thor and that's it. Okay, you know? So I did think that like in phase two, we'd get a Black Widow and Hawkeye team up movie and we didn't get it. And in phase three, I thought like, oh, well, well at some point we got to do something with these guys. And then we didn't get it. I'm like, shit. Okay. Well, Hawkeye is going to get a TV series. We know that that's happening with Disney Plus. And for that matter, some of the other Disney Plus uh, series that we've got going on are Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, Loki, What If, which I don't think that that's supposed to be technically part of the MCU, but it might be. Uh, She-Hulk, Moon Knight, and Ms. Marvel, and possibly some other ones like the they had talked about like Hellstrom, and you know I don't I don't know about how that stuff's going to work out, but let's be honest, nobody gives a shit about Hellstrom. <laughs> uh, Black Widow to me, it's coming at the wrong time. Like you mean like they should have done it before, and it just seems out of place. Let's put it out there. Spoilers for every movie. <laughs> every movie in existence. They killed her off. And now that they're going to have to go back in time to tell a story of what happened between Civil War and Infinity War, 
that to me causes some problems because like we know Thunderbolt Ross is going to be in this movie and part of me thinks that maybe they're going to try to set up the Thunderbolts but by the time Infinity War happened there is no Thunderbolts so be like the time frame between when this happens and Infinity War plus the five years of the gap between Infinity War and um Endgame means that it's like six, seven years, eight years or something, and they didn't get the Thunderbolts up and running? The fuck? You know? Like, that kind of stuff bothers me, and it makes me feel like it's a shame that they didn't do this movie before Infinity War to help explain, like, how she gets in with Cap and all that group again, you know? Well, the only thing I can think about is maybe throughout this journey we set up the possibility of somebody else taking on the mantle that's gotta be Yelena Belova I think it's her name Yelena Belova Yelena something but Uh, like is that where we're going here let me look up just in case yeah Yelena Belova now she used to be in the comics that was another Black Widow so Florence Pugh is making a bigger name for herself. She's young. She's like 20, 23 or something like that. Um, She's paid, right? She 24. Wow. I almost got that right. Yeah. She was the one who was Paige and uh, fighting with my family. Nice. And she, Paige, yeah. yeah. Florence Pugh mm-hmm. here. <laughs> she, I feel like they're setting her up to be the new Black Widow. And I feel like they're setting her up to be the Black Widow in the Thunderbolts. Cause like, you're familiar with Thunderbolts, right? Very vaguely. All right. So, and I'll preface this, all this discussion with, I am totally not a comics uh, uh, historian or anything like that. Check out somebody like Comics Explained on YouTube. That dude is amazing. I've been watching a lot of Comics Explained. He's so good. Uh, Rob is his name, I think, right? Yeah. yeah I'm pretty sure, actually, yeah. So, um, my understanding of the Thunderbolts is... Thunderbolt Ross is a part of the government, so they trust him a hell of a lot more than they trust the regular Avengers, because, hey, are you going to trust a guy who is like a military general, or are you going to trust Spider-Man? Just some kid in Queens. And they entrust him, who, since he's part of the whole superhero genre, uh, not the genre, the whole superhero side of things as Red Hulk, he's a part of a group of people who are kind of like the Suicide Squad of Marvel. And there are a lot of villains that they can possibly be redeemed, like Taskmaster is one of them. And uh, I'm going to blank on his name um, from Civil War, uh, Baron Zemo. Uh, uh, Zemo is one of the heads of the whole situation. And it's kind of their idea of like, hey, Bullseye could potentially be a good superhero if he would be a good guy. Let's put Bullseye in there and we'll make him a good person like that. It's basically their suicide squad. So if they've got people that are more on the riskier side of things and they can work for the government, they work with the Thunderbolts. And it's their answer of being like the government-sponsored superhero team kind of thing. And we don't have the Avengers anymore after Endgame. Like we kind of do, but we kind of don't. They're kind of weird about that. So it makes sense to me that the Thunderbolts would be a thing where the government would be like, look, we need to have a superhero team. 
And if we don't have Tony Stark and we don't have Cap anymore to really like control it, because they were the heads. I mean, let's be honest. Cap was the one heading the Avengers. Tony was the one bankrolling the whole thing. Without that, the government needs something. And we don't have Black Widow, but we can have new Black Widow. And they could even like fuck around and call her like Red Widow or you know something like that. I don't know anything about uh, spiders, but <laughs> like uh, not a yeah, favorite name, Red Widow. Funny enough, I'm looking her up right now. She went by the name Crimson Wind- uh, Widow at first. Oh, see, you're close. She went by Super Adaptoid. She was a Super Adaptoid. All right, Pale Little Spider was also a name she went by, and Ruskia. <laughs> yeah, uh, at that point, Crimson Widow and the whole red Russian, all that stuff, you know, the red room. And uh, we have red guardian in this, which is like their captain America. It's David Harbor, who is awesome. Stranger things. Can't wait for that. Um, Love stranger things. Here's where I'm thinking this goes. So uh, Natasha's on the run from Thunderbolt Ross. Cause he's trying to track her down because of the whole Sokovia Accords and all that. She gets tied up in with the whole Red Room, KGB, uh, that whole side of things. And she's got her quote-unquote family that's in the trailers and stuff. So that's Red Guardian, um, Rachel Wise's character, Melina Vostikov, who used to be a Black Widow. And the new Yelena Belova, Black Widow. And they keep saying that Taskmaster is the villain for this. I don't buy the Taskmaster is the regular Taskmaster. I think that he is not he. I think that that's Rachel Wise. It's very possible. I mean, you've got the main hero of this is a woman, and they like to gender bend here and there, so instead of Tony Masters, who's just like a guy kind of thing... Taskmaster could just be like, we think that it's a guy and the whole time, oh, look at that. It's actually the former Black Widow. It's Rachel Because Rachel Wise is a big actress. Would she sign on for a part where she's just like the old beaten down Black Widow mom? I don't think so. I think she's going to want to be Taskmaster. And then if they kill her off, they kill her off. Maybe they have another Taskmaster come in. Maybe they keep her in the mix. Maybe Yelena Belova is in the... And they're going to kill off Red Guardian. He's done. Guaranteed he's done. And they can't kill off Black Widow because she's dead. <laughs> you know, it's like they can't kill her off before she died. So I think we're ending this movie with... Yelena Belova takes over as Black Widow. And right. Rachel Wise's character turns out to be Taskmaster. And she gets signed from... Thunderbolt Ross as being a part of Thunderbolts. Now, do they do the thing you mentioned? Obviously, Taskmaster, Tony Masters, right? Mm-hmm. Do they do the dumb thing where it's like Tony with an I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like oh, I used to be. I went under the name Melina, but my real name is Tony Masters and Antonio Masters. Yeah, they could do that kind of thing, but ah, I hate that. Uh, cards on the table. I hate that shit. But like. I can see it happening. I wouldn't want them to make... Like, I don't want that to be the case with Taskmaster. I want Taskmaster to be Taskmaster. And if they make Rachel Wise's character a villain, like, okay, that's fine. But 
I still want Taskmaster to be the guy that's Taskmaster. And not just because he's a guy. I just think that there's more potential behind that than Rachel Wise playing this character. And I don't think she's going to be invested in it all that much. Right. And but I got more... a feeling uh, that that's like where we're going with that. And with like um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we know for a fact at this point, they've confirmed it, that Baron Zemo's in that. And I'm pretty sure we're getting Thunderbolt Ross as a part of that. Maybe uh, Everett Ross from Civil War and Black Panther. And we're getting John Walker. So in the comics, there's been a bunch of Captain Americas. There was the dude who went by Patriot. There was... uh, John Walker was one of them. Um... Uh, the the name that he used in Endgame when he remember when he goes back uh goes back with Tony and he's dressed up in like the um the military uniform because they're in the military base and it's right. Ro- Roscoe Roscoe Simmons I think is the name that guy was a Captain America in the comics too so that was like their little nod to that I'm thinking USA agent the new Captain America thing I think he's another Thunderbolt. Now, have they announced Thunderbolts? Nope. You're just assuming we get this. I think we're getting it because I don't think that we have a movie that's like an Avengers movie announced yet. And that could be their Avengers. Like, they they might even call it like Dark Avengers or something like that, but they should call it Thunderbolts. Because you figure you got... um, I don't know, like, maybe you agree, disagree, this about kind of thing. I think you're probably on the same page that I am. Falcon and Winter Soldier's got to be about the government doesn't want Falcon to be the next Captain America. They make John Walker the next Captain America. He does the whole Mad Bomb thing, and he goes crazy. Falcon has to work his way into growing into the role. And then, and then he's the Captain America. Then he's Captain America. And Winter Soldier, he's still kind of like, he's he's kind of reformed already, but he could be fighting more so Baron Zemo. And then at the end of the uh, the series, which is six, ten episodes, something like that, then we've got Falcon is firmly Captain America. But John Walker's still in the mix. He's still got the Super Soldier serum or whatever. So he's USA agent, or US agent, I guess that's what it is. US agent, yeah. And um, Baron Zemo is part of the Thunderbolts, and they kind of like... You know, we're, we're kind of like resetting up that whole Nick Fury type of thing, but it's Ross. Yeah. I mean, the way you laid that out makes a lot of sense. I, it's very well known that you probably spent more time on this than any of us. So <laughs> I, 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 I examine the fuck out of these things. Yeah. I've been That's, wrong about plenty of things in the past, too. I thought that, uh, the infinity gauntlet was going to open up the mutants and all that stuff. And they never alluded to that. Remember when, uh, cap turned heel. It was like hail Hydra. Yeah. <laughs> when are we getting that movie? Like that shit's going to come out eventually. I think that that was just the little hail Hydra thing in the elevator in Endgame. I think that was the, their only real reference to that. I know we need that full movie. We need um, Impossible Man and 
God Emperor Doom and like all these like weird random offshoot type things that are, uh, you know, the zombie thing. I actually the zombie thing might be in the what if. It might be in that. I'm not too sure. But here's like, like four and five, phase four and five. I'm thinking we got a threefold type thing here. I mentioned the Thunderbolts. Actually, no, I think what's like kind of foursome. Because um, we got the Hawkeye series. And we know what the Hawkeye series is going to be about. It's uh, Kate Bishop. She takes over and she's the new Hawkeye. I'm pretty sure that they want Haley Steinfeld for it. And they're just like waiting for her or something. But if you got young girl Hawkeye and you've got Ms. Marvel and you've got um, Spider-Man and if we get a new Ant-Man movie, I mean, Cassie is like a teenager now. She could be stature. Hmm. We can get young Avengers. And Thunderbolts. And then the two other things that are weird are we know we're getting a cosmic thing because like where do the Eternals come into the mix? And then, uh, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor Love and Thunder and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and all this other kind of stuff. For the that for that matter, I don't think Shang Chi is really going to be like some big game changer, but I'm you know it's kind of cool. I'm glad that they're bringing in the uh, the Mandarin. That's awesome. Well, where's my Punisher movie? See, I don't know about the the Defenders things, but I'm starting to wonder if they waited long enough after the whole Netflix thing that maybe they can bring them into the Disney Plus stuff, and maybe uh-huh. we could get like. Because Jennifer Walters for She-Hulk, she's a lawyer. What if she knows Matt Murdock? Like now, like that shit, that hurt me. Like I, I loved Daredevil and Punisher. Jessica Jones is great too, but like those two in particular were very good shows. And we're talking about movies. <sighs> Travolta as Punisher was okay. <laughs> Well, he wasn't as Punisher. <laughs> I, I mean, Thomas Jane. Yes, but Travolta <laughs> I, was there. I would totally watch a Travolta uh, Punisher movie where he's Punisher, <laughs> and it's just like, ah, come on, <laughs> just kidding. Hey, my kids. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, bacon uh, tastes good. <laughs> and um, we don't talk about two thousand three Daredevil. Like it just. No. The, the director's cut's not as bad. It's not good, but it's not as bad. Yeah, well. It's got Coolio uh, in it. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't expecting that. <laughs> well, I'm confused about the Eternals thing because I don't know shit about the Eternals. And, I mean, when Guardians of the Galaxy came out, I was like, you can, you can do the fucking tree movie, the tree and the raccoon. And they proved me wrong. Ended up being one of their better ones. So at this point, I'm just like, give me fucking everything. You know, you can tell me that there's a movie about, uh, uh, trying to think of a big wheel from Spider-Man. And I'd be like, here's my fucking money, you know? So I'm not excited about the Eternals, but I'm really interested, oddly enough, about Doctor Strange. I'm not a big fan of the Doctor Strange movie. It's actually my second least favorite, I think. I really enjoyed it. But this multiverse of madness thing is supposed to tie into WandaVision. 
I'm really thinking that these rumors that are happening that they talked to um, Hugh Jackman and uh, uh, Patrick Stewart. I think that the multiverse of madness is going to open up all the whole X-Men and Fantastic Four and all that stuff. You know what else it could open up, Tony? Tobey Maguire resuming his role as Spider-Man. Because, like, you know, that's that's something that should be revisited. Uh, see, I still hate this whole Sony thing, and I have no real interest in Morbius. I'll see it, but... I don't want Spider-Man crossing over into those movies and for them fucking things up. And I don't want like, I wanted a proper venom and a proper carnage in a a proper Spider-Man movie. I didn't want venom versus carnage and Spider-Man might pop in and it's not really canon kind of thing, you know, like I don't, uh, I like Tom Harlan as Spider-Man. I personally do not like kid Spider-Man. I you like, like more like young adult Spider-Man? Yeah, like young adult college student Spider-Man. Like, I think it's just better. And I would argue, especially now, most of the people that grew up with the MCU are that age that they'd be able to relate to a college student Spider-Man. Well, I mean, if Tom Holland's in for staying on, he'll eventually get to that point. Yeah, that's true. So, I I, I like multiverse stuff. I enjoyed the first Doctor Strange. I, I know that it wasn't well-received, but I, I just thought it was fun. Doctor like- Strange has never been a character I've been all that into. That's one of my problems. I, um, I often just do the whole... Darmamu, I've come to bargain. Just because I thought that that was one of the funniest things. And I'm a stupid junkie for things involving, like, time. I love the concept of messing with time, going back in time, just bending the universe. Well, this one I don't think is going to have anything time-related other than, like... um kind of go back and like referencing some other movies and stuff. Like, you know what I watched last night? I watched Teen Titans versus Teen Titans Go. Or, How'd you like it? It's kind of funny. I mean, I've never really watched either of the series, so oh, I'm okay. sure some of the things are kind of like lost on Go me, but, but it was like, it's cute. You know, had some funny jokes in there where they're like you know, singing a song and then they're like, why did we do that? Oh, it's for, to pad the runtime. Like, I thought that's funny, but they reference the whole portals thing with Avengers. And it's like the, they have like the, the DC animated movies that come out now, like the, you know, the more serious yeah, they ones, had those and, ones they had, then they went back and they have like nice hand-drawn ones. They had like random fish ones. I, I mm-hmm. enjoyed Teen Titans versus Teen Titans Go. I think that the Dr. Strange movie with the whole, like WandaVision is going to open up something that Dr. Strange is going to have to fix. And when they do that, I'm thinking you get nightmare, you get uh Baron Mordo and Scarlet Witch is like kind of fucking things up and stuff. And I think that that's their opportunity to go, look, we, we didn't know ahead of time that we could do this with the Infinity Gauntlet. But we'll make Doctor Strange merge these universes. And we can have a reference to like um, 
there's a rumor going around. I don't know if I even want to say it because in case it's true, then I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Uh, spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert uh, for this. It might be true. I don't know. I don't really buy into it, but it might be. There's a rumor going around that there's a scene in Doctor Strange where Doctor Strange pops up and, you know, like the sling ring and all that stuff. And um, he talks to Patrick Stewart's Charles Xavier from Logan. And then by the time that Doctor Strange fades away, uh, Logan steps in. Like, do you know how he's got the, like, he's in that bunker or whatever it is, or the, yeah. the silo? And Logan comes in and he goes, oh, uh, Charles, you're talking to yourself again. Because he doesn't see Doctor Strange in there. And that that would be their way of like, ah, look, you're in the MCU, but you're really not. Because it's really like, we're not, you're not changing the characters. You're just, that was a scene right before that popped up in, you know, like, that's a rumor. I don't buy into it. But if they met with the characters, uh, met with the actors and stuff, they could do something like that. And it could be like, maybe that's how he brings in the X-Men and we start merging these universes together because Wanda is fucking around with the whole, like, it's the 50s, it's the 60s, and this whole thing. Maybe she kind of merges these universes together. And then we can start going Fantastic Four and X-Men and that might play into Spider-Man. Because if Spider-Man's got something like that, maybe he's got a crossover thing with the Venom stuff. And maybe there's all sorts of these stupid ass things that are Sony's all like dead set on doing their Sinister Six movie. Now I'm hearing these things about like they want to do a whole Mysterio movie. It's like Why? Mysterio can't make a movie on his own. He's a villain. Like, don't do the origin of Mysterio. The origin is he made barf. There you go. That's the origin. Like, so if Sony's involved, they're going to fuck it all up. If the MCU doesn't have to deal with all that stuff, I think we get like Fantastic Four stuff. We get uh, like Thor Love and Thunder could set up Galactus and the Silver Surfer. We could get, uh, there's a lot of rumors that Doctor Doom might be the villain of Black Panther 2. Huh. And that could be awesome. I, I still like think that that, uh, that Namor could be a really cool villain for Black Panther 2. Because uh, it's like the Kingdom of the Sea against the Kingdom of Wakanda. And they did do the little reference. I don't know if it's supposed to be a reference or not, but in Endgame where they said that there was like an earthquake off the Gulf Coast or something. There you go. You know, they pinged Atlantis before in uh, Iron Man 2. It's there. And that's the beautiful thing about the MCU is you can always retcon and like, ah, but this was actually this, you know, and it all ties together. Like they did with uh, Spider-Man being the little kid in Iron Man. Yeah. It's a little bit reaching, but at the same time, it was just sort of like, you know what? It works. They were in New York. It was like an expo that Peter as a genius kid would be interested in going like, you know, Okay, I'll go with it. Like, I like what the MCU has done for movies. You know, because the, the superhero genre prior to, like, Iron Man 1 was just a niche thing. And, like, yeah, it did well at the box office. But now it's just, like, the this shit. fucking phenomenon. This is what movies are now. Like the big summer superhero box office. And 
Like, it's been great. They have not fucked up once. Oh. And you're, I mean, there's been some slump, uh, some issues Marvel. along the way. And yeah, I didn't really like Captain Marvel all that much. There's like, no that's, reason that's for that a, to be. It's not there. a dig on, like, I know online there's this whole thing of, like, neckbeards just don't like Captain Marvel because strong women or whatever. That's not a dig at that. It just wasn't that compelling of a movie. Yeah, and it, there's absolutely no reason for it to be set in the 90s. That's when strong women were emerging. <laughs> that was another movie. Like that should have came after Infinity War. It should have been in the gap between then. That should have been Captain Marvel comes into the mix and stuff. And um, well, you said before, like you really like time stuff. We didn't even talk about Loki. Loki is going to be all about time. I, I, I don't even know. I don't have time to go into how much I enjoy time. Like it's a really weird fascination of mine and I I love when superheroes start to fuck with that. Because if you had superpowers, Tony, would you not fuck with time? Of course. Like well, time is one of those things that I would desperately want to fuck with, but I'd be so worried that I'd fuck with it the wrong way. Like if I could go back in time a couple minutes and change something that I just did, oh I'll totally do that. But I wouldn't be like, you know what? Uh, I shouldn't have gotten into that uh, car accident before I went on that one trip to Vermont that one time. I didn't get into the car accident, me driving. I didn't like, you know, kill anybody. I was just a, a passenger in there and stuff, but it prevented me from getting into a car accident. Like, oh man, I really wish I would made that trip to Vermont. Uh, if I do that, who knows what's different, you know? Like, uh, I'd be too worried about that. So time travel to me is kind of like, I would want to do it, but then I'd be like, oh, I'm going to screw up. I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> oh, I'm done doing that shit all day. Oh, good. Right back, fixing this, fixing that. Time for me is very fun to fuck with. Did you ever see a movie? Uh, I think it's called Fallen. No. It's uh, Denzel Washington and um, John Goodman. No, but when you said John Goodman, I at least remember what you're talking about now. The whole time is on my side, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Pop my mind. Yeah, but the Loki thing is um, supposed to be him going through different periods of time. And what I think they're setting up there is it's supposed to be the time variance something, time variance guard or whatever. It's like a police that make sure people don't mess with the time stream, kind of like the um, Legends of Tomorrow. And um, I think we're getting a setup for Kang because he's supposed to be a part of that. So if we get like, we might literally by the end of 2021, as weird as this is, we might have Young Avengers, Kang and the whole like Fantastic Four, the X-Men, uh, like an Into the Spider-Verse live action type thing. Don't want it. The Thunderbolts type stuff, Doctor Doom, Galactus, and the Silver Surfer. We might have all that shit set up by the end of 2021. So here's the thing. I I like adding all of these elements, but I don't know if all of them need to be explored individually. Like, do we need to explore Kang individually? 
well, Kang's part of the whole Fantastic Four, and he could tie into trying to fix things from Infinity War and all that. Like, I'm totally down with Kang. Oh, fucking, we got the scrolls too. The scroll invasion. Got to do something with that. Huh. And um, sword, like Nick Fury setting up stuff, and maybe sword is a part of Captain Marvel too. And there is a rumor that Rogue is going to be in Captain Marvel too. I don't buy it at all. I think that's just people reaching for things, but. How would you all right, so one of the things I guess I brought up was would you like to see a Marvel animated cinematic universe? How would you like to see the X-Men done? Another attempt at a live action or fuck it, let's try to do something with them animated. Both. I give, give me a uh, live action MCU and now that they've got Disney Plus give me a like a, an animated universe type thing kind of like what the DC movies have going on and give me like um Spider-Man uh X-Men and like some other kind of like linchpin type things you don't need like every character to have their own thing cuz then that kind of gets watered down but like or maybe just have like another Avengers show or something like that and the X-Men are a part of it or I don't know but like you got a lot you could tap into with X-Men that I don't even think you could get into in the movies. Exactly. And that's why I prefer animated. And I'll be honest, live action X-Men has fucked up quite a few times. They've so knocked a couple things see. out of the park and then they've had a lot of things where it's just like, how could you possibly mm-hmm. be this stupid? Like, how do you Star go Phoenix. from like X-1? It's overall pretty good. Yeah, you know, there's some things that are very dated at this point and stuff, but like it's pretty good. It's 20 years ago. It was the start of all of this. Yeah, it's the first one of these. And anybody that complains that they don't have their normal suits, well, people weren't Fuck ready off. for that, you know. Mm. And they looked kind of cool, so it's like you know whatever. But X2, a lot of good things in that movie. X2 is great. X3, fucking dumpster fire. <laughs> that movie is such utter trash that like. It makes you wonder how these people, like Brett Ratner, it's like, dude, how are you making movies? How did you make Rush Hour 1 and 2, which are good, solid comedy movies, and then you make this piece of shit, you know? Who the fuck thought it would be a good idea to have, like, I mean, I know that, like, Cyclops gets killed because he was a part of Superman Returns, but at the same time, you don't kill the guy. You just just bring him in at the end of the movie or something. Like, yeah, it's just so... Oh god, the movies we're gonna have flea in the movie. People will tune in for that, you know. Sure. That's the character people want. Uh and the X-Men Origins Wolverine, lots of problems with that. You know, let's do Deadpool. I like first class. Uh first first class has got a lot of good things in it. I don't like a lot of it, but I do like a lot of it. So it's kinda I, I think that's the best appearance. Of Hugh Jackman in the history of the <laughs> that is really good. Then fuck off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like Days of Future Past, if they would have ended with that, awesome. There's problems, of course, with the whole series, but that was like that ending of everything's back to normal. Gene's alive, uh, Xavier's alive, and all this stuff like that. If they would have ended with that and not tried to do Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix, it would have ended off on such a higher note. 
And now they got New Mutants, which I guess is actually coming out now. What the fuck? I mean, they figure out a way to make all this shit work. Why is this not on Hulu? Well, because there's Disney Plus. Well, they own part of Hulu. Like, they own the majority stock of Hulu. Oh, all that. And it's like, since it's more quote-unquote adult or something, like, that's the perfect spot for it. You know? It's like, you you put it on Hulu, you get people that want to see the movie. Because people aren't going to go see the movie in theaters the way that these other movies are. Like, guaranteed, the movie that makes more money between Black Widow and the New Mutants is going to be Black Widow. The more people... The Those problem are is successful. most people are inundated <laughs> with the MCU, right? Mm-hmm. And X-Men is always so hit or miss that no, not a lot of people are going to see New Mutants. Now, if they do, in fact, want to do this whole Doctor Strange thing, merges all these universes, they could do a reference with Doctor Strange popping up and he just goes like, oh, that's another Earth. That's Earth, blah, blah, blah. And then you just go, oh, look at that. Hey, Doctor Strange. Well, we'll get into this in a different way. And, well, you know, they can do that. But I'm excited as hell. I mean, the MCU, just fucking brilliant. And it's, It is, I really believe, one of the most important pieces of pop culture from the ever. 2000s. It's I say ever. ever. Look at this trend of these cinematic universes that have started out of this, you know? Yeah. 2008, I've said it before. People didn't want to go see Iron Man with me. I'm like, yo, who, like, here's a bunch of friends of mine. I'm like, yo, can you guys, like, uh, tell me when you want me to pick up tickets for Iron Man? Everybody's like, I don't want to see Iron Man. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll see it on my own. And I'm in the theater on a Monday afternoon with not a whole lot of people around because nobody wanted to go see Iron Man. And then it becomes the whole, like, oh, I've always loved Thor. And you're like, fuck you. You haven't, you know. (laughs) What the fuck you mean you've always been super invested in Ant-Man? You can't even name one of the Ant-Mans, and there's a bunch of them. So, you know, until you can start to tell me, not that I'm like the biggest, like, uh, let me push my glasses up and be like, you know, yeah, well, the Black there. Ant was actually whatever, like, you know. Which, by the way, Ant-Man 3, if they do that, Black Ant definitely should be the villain. Um, You know what I am a fan of, and I have been a fan of my entire life? She's Batman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but also Batman. Yeah, let's uh, let's switch over a little bit into DC stuff, which, um, well, actually, let me wrap up another point uh, real quick about the animated superhero things from the Sony's. Uh, if they if Sony were to do animated movies going forward and only animated movies that aren't connected to things, cool. Well, they did great with like, Spider Verse. Yeah. yeah, and if they want to do if they want to do their Sinister Six movie and it's an animated thing, go do it. Just don't make it confusing with the live action stuff. That's what they should do. And Marvel. But I I would argue that point across the board. Yes, the MCU is great. But as we'll talk about with DC in a minute, that doesn't always translate. Live action isn't always better. Animated, however, you can always get away with shit. You can always do more, explore more. You're not tied to the actor or actress. Yeah, you can character. recast and people don't get as upset about things. and Except when it's Kevin Conroy. Um, yeah. I love animated stuff and I wish they would do more. 
Well, DC, their big issue is they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Like, what are your impressions of the movies we've gotten so far? Going back to uh, to Man of Steel. Man of Steel was okay. Batman versus Superman was awful. 75% of Justice League was okay. And then Superman came and shit on the whole movie. I'll never forget that feeling. <laughs> like, I... Well, okay, I had two large problems with Justice League. The first was they made Batman a dick. Like, not like how Bruce Wayne is typically a dick. But, like, I'm a snob and my superpower is money. And they made him, you know, a good foil for Wonder Woman to push around. So it's like, yeah, you know, you tell that rich, snobby white boy to suck a dick. You go. <laughs> and then fucking Superman pops up and is just like, this has been a problem for you? Bang, bang, bang. Done. Way to just undercut the entire team, pal. I, I, I was never more frustrated with the movie in my life. There's issues with these movies that are not game changers for me that I still think are problems. Like, Man of Steel, I feel, is very good. But it's also got a couple little things that I don't like about it. Like, I, I've never liked Amy Adams as Lois, for instance. I think it's kind of weird that she is and looks older than Clark. And I don't think that she's got that like chutzpah to her, you know, she needs a little bit more spunk. And I liked the whole alien invasion side of things. I didn't like how they didn't have Jimmy Olsen. I don't understand this Jenny Jerwich character. I'm like, well, why isn't she just Jimmy Olsen? That, that just what, why? And, um, even then, why not make it uh, Jenny Olsen then? You know, at least at that point, you're you're going along with it. And you're kind of winking and nodding. Not just like, no, we're going to have a person who works for the Daily Planet and she's alongside Lois and she gets in danger and Superman saves that person and they're younger and they are not Jimmy Olsen. And you're like, God damn it. At that point, why do you have General Swanwick who I was thinking to myself, I'm like, that should be Lois's dad. General Sam Lane. That way you have the general who doesn't trust Superman and his daughter who is in love with Superman. Makes so much more fucking sense. But then well, again. We're talking you know. about the cinematic universe that cast Jesse Eisenberg. That's the biggest problem with Batman v Superman. Easily the biggest problem. People like the bitch and complain about the Martha thing. Part of me loved the Martha thing. The execution of it is garbage. I'll admit that. Why is Batman doing the whole, why is our name? Like that kind of thing. But I love the idea that they called into attention. It's like, they've got the same mom's name and that's something for Bruce to just have his humanity regained a little bit and stuff. And, but they just could have executed it better, you know? Uh, but why just Heisenberg, huh? There's no excuse. Supposedly he was in talks to be Riddler. That's and the, I could have bought into that for sure, but they could have cast like 
I had uh, a whole bit list of different people back in the day. I was just like, you know, Bradley Cooper could be a really good Lex Luthor. John Hamm could be a fantastic Lex Luthor. Uh, I had characters and actors and stuff from all over the place that like, because sometimes, you know, they like to change the races of characters and stuff like that. And I, sometimes I'm totally cool with it. Sometimes it kind of depends. Like Sam Jackson, Nick Fury is infinitely better than white Nick Fury, you know? Yeah. And to me, if they would have said like, black yeah, like I'd be cool with it depending on who they ended up casting. If they were like Chris Rock, I'd be like, fuck no, he can't be Lex Luthor. But, you know, uh, I'm blanking on somebody who could be the right age because age is another thing that goes along with it. Lex should be around the same age as Superman. And, no, um, nah, Rock's not. He's too charismatic for, for that. He is great for Black Adam. I don't know why they're doing a Black Adam movie. We'll talk about that in a few minutes, but... um. You know, like I, I was just sort of like, well, like John Hamm, uh, Bradley Cooper, uh, Timothy Oliphant could have been potentially a good one. But you take any guy who is a good looking mid 30 year old charismatic type of guy and you shave him bald and you make him like Lex and you can pull it off a hell of a lot better than twitchy uh, Alexander Luther with the long hair kind of thing like in uh, <laughs> Jolly Rancher in the fucking mouth and all that I'm like they had no idea what they were doing with that and I don't even have a problem with Doomsday the way that they did Doomsday they could have been better but I see where they're going and the whole death of Superman and that that sacrifice leads into Justice League I'm cool with that Wonder Woman I feel is an overrated movie I think if you take the exact same movie and you replace the lead with a male people don't like it but uh, Suicide Squad's a goddamn mess. And I saw that movie three times. I, you know, first time I saw it with my girlfriend. Then I, I saw it again with family, and then I saw it again with my cousin and his girlfriend. I, uh, I could never fully grasp why the movie was a thing. Outside of like, when you look at it now, it's forever gonna be embedded in history because it kicked off the rebirth of Harley Quinn and like the crazy, you know, money train that is Dale Harley Quinn. Well, Birds of Prey is not a money train <laughs> in some of those no, ways. No, but Harley and that version of the character that is a freed mm -hmm. psycho bitch it's yeah the, the whole where, female empowerment icon kind of thing to the point where i have a little cousin and i'm talking little i'm talking seven who like wants to be harley quinn like that is her dream like she wants to be a you know super powered psycho clown psycho bitch <laughs> like, like really it's it's masterful what they have managed to do with harley done expertly well once again through animation as opposed to live action because harley quinn on dc universe is worth the subscription alone for that matter yeah if anybody hasn't seen the dc uh animated series of harley quinn totally check it out it is so funny it's so worth it and if you watched titans 
season one and you didn't love it, I didn't love it either. Season two, so much better. Can't wait for season three. I should have given Doom Patrol more of a chance. I watched about six episodes of it and I was just like, you know, it's quirky for the sake of quirky. That bugs me. That kind of thing. Anytime um, people do that kind of shit, that's one of the reasons why I didn't like Birds of Prey. Like, and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Fuck you. Here's two middle fingers. Go jerk yourself off. You know, and that's why they had to change the title. Then it's Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. You should have just done that from, the, well, you shouldn't have done that from the beginning. You should have done an actual done Birds of Prey. Yeah. But like. You would have made more money. Had you just not put the Birds of Prey in there or had them in there, but not in the title. Mm-hmm. And it should have just been Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn. You'd have made so much fucking money. But while we're on the subject of Suicide Squad Harley Quinn, I think we have to talk about Gerard Leto's Joker. And I say this as a monumental fan of Gerard Leto, 30 Seconds to Mars, him as an actor, everything he's done, was god-awful. His and Joker, really gross. His Joker is kind of like what happens when you don't have somebody that tell you no. Where he's got a lot going for him with that Joker. But he made two decisions that were terrible. And they ruined everything. Kind of like Batman v Superman with the whole like, why'd you cast that as Lex? And that really kind of ruined the whole movie. The weird like Mexican mobster kind of thing that he had going on. Uh, not, not necessarily Mexican, but like, uh, that kind of, no, no, you like, I get what you're saying. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it. It's like the, yeah, you, you know what I'm going for? I, I there's a name for whatever it is, like that style. Um, yeah, I'm blanking on it. He had like this, like really weird. Cause it's not like, like mob, like the Italian mob and it's not mob, like the Irish mob. It's not the Yakuza. It's like that style. Yeah. Of mobster. Um, but if you know, leave it in the comments below what I'm talking about. But uh, he went with that whole vibe, and that's just those tattoos are stupid as fuck. Why do you, you have damage on your head? You know what it head? looks like, especially when we go back 2016. Uh, it, something like that. It looked like 2001, and somebody had just finished jamming out to Limp Biscuit, and was like. <laughs> I know how we're going to bring the Joker into this era. I don't know how that landed in 2016. Because I can almost forgive it if this movie was made 15 years prior. Where like everything was about being extreme. Because that's what he looks like. Like, but why the fuck does he look like that? Now, if you take those tattoos and stuff away, and you make him not do the hunka hunka line... Then I don't think it's bad. I think Gerard Leto should get a second chance. If they make him, you know, I mean, at this point, I'm kind of over the Harley Quinn side of things anyway. And Harley's going to be back in the Suicide Squad, which to me, why the fuck are you making Suicide Squad 2 and you're calling it the Suicide Squad? It's not a reboot. Just call it Suicide Squad Two, or call it Suicide Squad, blah, blah, blah. You know, like the Suicide Squad, you're not convincing Are people really? that it's different. Yeah. It's got That's the same, stupid. it's got some of the same characters. That's the problem. It's not a reboot. 
It's got John Cena too, doesn't it? John Cena. It's got um, Idris Elba is playing some character that I'm still not sure yet. I, I'm hoping that he's playing Bronze Tiger, but I don't know for sure. I think it, it, there's rumors going around. He's vigilante, but he's not even like vigilante from like the the horse and stuff like that. It's just like some other vigilante that I. Did they confirm John's role yet? No. Right. I think he's like something that starts with a P. Like uh, he's not like Prometheus because you know that's not it, but he's something weird. They got like Rat Catcher in this, and they got a uh, Polka Dot Man, and um, they got Mongol. The uh, female version of Mongol. Like, I never would have imagined that they would have put her in there. Uh, it's kind of strange. I don't know. Like, they, there's all the... I don't know for sure if it's true or not, but there's rumors that Idris Elba was cast as Deadshot. And then they were like, you know what? Let's not make that just a reboot of Deadshot. Let's actually just change it to a different character. But they're going to give him the same exact story or the whole, like, that he's got a kid. And if that's the case, that's stupid. Huh. There shouldn't be a Suicide Squad too, because the first one sucked. So re- wait and then reboot it later on. It was good animated. I'm no. gonna make this fucking point. Like animated movies are very good. I get that somehow it's more acceptable for you people to go to the movies and watch live action actors because you feel like too much of a kid. If you go and see a superhero movie, that's a cartoon. You know, it was pretty funny. I When I went to see Sonic the Hedgehog, they're running all these trailers ahead of time for like Onward and uh, Scooby-Doo movie and all that. That and looks at, good. At one I point, would go see Scooby-Doo. I'm not going to see that one. I'm not, not into, into, into Scooby-Doo and I'm especially not into Scooby-Doo that just talks normally. But at one point in the trailers, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, what's with all these fucking kids movies? And I'm like, oh wait, I'm seeing Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> like and it's supposed to be for kids it's not just because it came out when i was a kid that it's like suddenly an adult thing like yeah it, i had a brain fart when it came to that but uh yeah like they i could they could have got away with that Maybe i didn't an see adult. uh the same kind of trailers when i went to see the lodge or parasite <laughs> no I, I highly doubt you would have um these movies coming out like we've got the suicide squad i i have more faith in james gunn doing a better movie than David Ayer trying to do a movie in like three weeks. Cause they didn't give him any time to write that script too. I'm not blaming David Ayer for this. Uh, and the, you know, all the studio notes and stuff, they fucked over that movie. James Gunn will do a better job, but I don't think that this is going to be good. And I know wonder woman is not going to be all that great. 1984. Wonder woman, 1984. There is no way this movie is great. Two reasons why. Well, three reasons why number one, to reiterate my point from before, the first Wonder Woman is not that great. It's fine, but it's like, people acted like it was like one of the best superhero movies of all time. And I'm like, this is Captain America, but with people that have less of a relationship. Can you name me any of the people that she went to war with other than Steve? Nope. Exactly. Just goes but- to show you what, the, what those characters were like. This movie, they're doing that whole thing that the X-Men movies did and a lot of other things did where they're like, wouldn't it be interesting if we said it in this time frame? Oh, the 80s are interesting. Why don't we do that? Stranger Things is popular. There's no need for it to be in 1984 other than for them to goof around with the setting of 1984. 
And mm, you know that's what they want to do. That's exactly what it is. And I mean, I love the uh, rendition of um, Blue Monday that's in the trailer, that synthwave version. I Blue Monday is a great song. Very good song. I love synthwave. You put them together and you just get a nice. It's very good. But the uh, script for this leaked. Hmm. And I read the script. And it sucks. <laughs> so everything so far that's come up about this movie has pointed in the direction of that script being real. And it's just not good. I'm not going to spoil it just in case anybody doesn't want to know, but it's very much the type of movie that would have come out in like 2003 where it's like, there's a gimmicky type of thing going on and let's kind of do this character, but we're going to do it in a stupid way. Like look at it this way. We've got cheetah in this movie and you cast Kristen Wiig to be a homely ugly person who's got a crush of sorts on wonder woman and it's a whole like oh like the the girl at the office that nobody pays attention to she's gonna turn into a cheetah the fuck she's gonna be on the prowl toy Ugh. that movie's gonna be crap and then people are gonna talk about it being great just because it's wonder woman and it's a shame because wonder woman's a good good character and like that uh like the Wonder Woman that they use in the animated movies now, I think it's um, Rosario Dawson voices her. Great. Like Wonder Woman's a great character, but these movies are and Gal Gadot is a good Wonder Woman too. The movies are just kind of meh. Sorry, but like she is. You know who I always thought could have been a good Wonder Woman? Who's that? Charisma Carpenter. I don't know who that is. Google her real quick. She was in um, Buffy, what? I think. What a name, though. Charisma Carpenter. Sounds like a porn star name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she could very well be. She's gorgeous. But, uh... Yeah. I thought that she uh, could have been a really good Wonder Woman. I could see it. Maybe, like, a mid-2000s Wonder Woman? Yeah. Around the time frame where she would have been, like, 30 or so. Yeah. Late 20s, totally something like that. Uh, I always thought that Jessica Biel could potentially be a good Wonder Woman, too. A lot of people wanted, like, a lot of people do that fan casting crap where they're just kind of like, Gina Carano, because she's muscular. And you're like, yeah, but she can't act. <laughs> so, you know. Speaking of muscular, real quick, Rhonda is She-Hulk. Yes or no? Hell no. Just because she can't act? Can't act, doesn't look like the character. Nah. But she smash, Tony. Yeah, she could be like um, I don't know, some random villain in something somewhere, but nah, she can't be She-Hulk. There's a lot of rumors going around now that Allison Brie is going to be She-Hulk, and I don't buy into that either. I no 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 no. The rumor is they want somebody Allison Brie like. I don't know why <laughs> they're just not like they want Allison Brie. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird. People talked to Stephanie Beatrice. Uh, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, they had asked her, like, hey, are you interested in that kind of thing? And she said, well, I'm doing Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I can't really do that. And I'm like, you know what? I could kind of see her being She-Hulk. Great show, by the way. If nobody watches Brooklyn Nine-Nine, even if you don't think that you would like it because you don't like Andy Samberg, I didn't like Andy Samberg before, and I love this show. 
I um I'm reading that Meghan Markle wants to try her hand in a superhero role. I don't want her being a She-Hulk either. <laughs> I'm not scary. saying she should be She-Hulk, but well, have you ever seen Meghan Markle act like? You know, I don't think I have. Yeah, you, you never watched Suits? Nah. Well, is she good? I could, she's pretty good. I'm surprised she would do that with her. Uh, I well, I guess she left the royal life, but still, she's pretty. Like that's one thing covered, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure a role could pop up for her. There's so many different roles and so many of these different kinds of projects. I mean, it's so weird to me. It's still strange that I can look back on like when I was a kid and I was like, oh my God, they put Captain America in a couple episodes in the Spider-Man animated series. That's crazy. Or like, you know, War Machine is popping up in a Spider-Man thing because it's an Iron Man crossover episode. What? And then it's like, if I could go back in time and tell myself and be like, yo, kid, in uh, 2019 or 2018 or whenever it was, 2019, um, you're going to have this scene and show the portals part of Endgame and be like, yeah, all these characters like the second Ant-Man and Wasp and uh, Hulk and Spider-Man and Winter Soldier and all these other kind of they're all gathering to fight Thanos with the infinity gauntlet. I'd be like, I just, I just piss myself, you know, Yeah, <laughs> just to be like, you, you gotta be fucking kidding me. And now we're talking about the idea of like setting up the whole MCU going forward. And I'm sitting there going, Oh, we could do the thunderbolts and we could have this and we have us There's agent and whatever. Do now. Like it's blown wide open. It's crazy. Like, we might legitimately get, uh, uh, the red and blue gods that fought each other that represented DC and Marvel in that one crossover. They, now they called that them, you mentioned that. What were they called? Uh, do you remember, you know what you think I'm talking about? I don't know off the top of my head. I'm going to Google that real quick, but what do you think about the merger rumors? The, the thing with the merger stuff. All right. I don't buy into it being a merger, but it's really weird that this is all happening. Like, um, I'm trying to find the, the, uh, red and blue God thing too. And I can't find that. <laughs> um, it was a crossover of DC versus Marvel, but, uh, it was like in 90, what was it? 96, 90 something. Yeah. Um, from my understanding, and I might be way off on this. DC is getting, or not DC itself, but um, Dan Didio or did Dan Didio or Dan Didio or whatever it is. I don't know. Um, he is now not a part of DC anymore. And that's like a big shakeup thing and all that. I don't really know what his stretch is, but if I'm wrong, leave a comment. Uh, my understanding is AT&T and Warner are getting a little bit too upset with how comics aren't selling. And they're basically giving them like an ultimatum of like, you got to figure this out or we're not going to print comics anymore. And what might happen with that is they might just go digital. And that makes sense to me. Wouldn't you go, I can see a lot of people being upset. Oh, a lot of people would be because a lot of people collect comics and stuff, but they kind of tapped into that market a little bit too much. There's been lots of criticism of things like, Variant covers and stuff where it's just trying to milk money so out of people as who I'm, collect I'm things. I'm looking at this. They're just called the brothers. 
blue seems. brother, whatever. And there's like a big red yeah, one and a big blue one. They're just the brothers. Yeah. Like we might get that in a movie at some point. Isn't that insane? We fucking, we fucking will. <laughs> but I don't know about this whole thing with the comics thing. I can't see, for instance, like, because they want to do this whole thing potentially where other people can license the comics. Disney's not going to want to license the comics. They're going to want to own the comics. And they could buy it off of them. But if you are Marvel and you have all these other kind of things, you can't really like, like Batman can't work in Marvel. You can't do crossovers with it. Temporary little things here and there, but like you can't just be like, oh, Gotham's a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe now. It can't work. And Superman just can't work with Thor and all that. But even the idea of Disney buying that out, Warner Brothers gets so much money based off of these movies and, you know, TV shows and and things just from Batman alone. If Sony thinks that they can sell Spider-Man's movie rights, just the movie rights, to Disney for like $50 billion or whatever the fuck they were talking about. How much money would DC have to charge? You know? Right. That would have to be at least a hundred billion dollars. And that is insane. I want to make that clear. I'm in DC. I'm sorry. Disney owns everything. And they will at some point own WWE. They will at some point own DC. One day we're just going to be living in a giant planet with mouse ears. Okay. I know what it's going to be. Disney world. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then they're going to unfreeze Walt Disney and he's going to be like, finally I can take charge. I did this. I did it. (laughs) Disney. If you want to buy me, you could buy me off. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely think we get, um, one day DC buys Marvel. I mean, yeah, I keep saying DC because it's Disney, but one day Disney buys DC. And it, when that time comes, you'll get some pretty sick crossovers. I, off the top of my head, like ones that would work with, like, let's say Batman, I could see him doing some fun stuff with Matt Murdock. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Peter Parker, Batman, Spider Man would be a fun crossover. They've done some crossovers before. Like, uh, there's, I forget what the, uh, like the comic is or something like that, but, um, Joker at one point turns on Red Skull and he's like, yeah, I might be a lunatic, but I'm not a fucking Nazi. Ah. <laughs> it's like, ah, that's funny. And Carnage and, um, Joker, I think, team up at one point in some kind of thing. But- if they have Disney buys DC, can they call it like Disney? No, some kind of thing. <laughs> um, I I think it happens, but you know I think that's way down the line, or it could be tomorrow with how these years have been going. At least right now, DC's movie side of things, still they do this kind of shit where they've been doing this for years now, where they're like, we're doing a Nightwing movie, we're doing a Barbara Gordon Batgirl movie, we're doing this movie, that movie, that movie, that movie, that movie, and then none of them happen. And in the meantime, they it's been like, I don't know, six different directors for the Flash movie. And I guess that's still happening. It's supposed to be scheduled for July 
2022. And that's supposed to be potentially Flashpoint. Um, we got Black Adam. We got Shazam 2. We got Aquaman 2. And uh, we got the Batman. And they still haven't given a name to this whole thing, too. Because we got, like, Joker is not a part of this continuity. And the Batman, I guess, isn't going to be a part of it. Because that wouldn't make any sense. And they've I never they called were, it. The they were D- going to be a part of it. They might. I don't know. But, like... Not, like, because... They're not going to have Ben Affleck be Batman again. No, but they might do something with Flashpoint. Because the whole point of Flashpoint was you go back in time, you screw up the continuity, and then you go back and you fix it, but things are changed. And there is a rumor that they can do the story element of Flashpoint that's in the comics and it's in the, um, the animated show, or animated movie, of Aquaman versus Wonder Woman. So we might get Flashpoint and we might get Aquaman and Wonder Woman against each other in that movie. And they might reset things and then have, uh, what's his face? Um, uh, the new Batman, uh, Robert Pattinson. They might just right. be like, he's the Batman, you know? And are you worried about him being Batman? Oddly enough, I'm not worried about him being Batman. I'm worried about the script. I think I know there's a large thing about uh, how many times are you going to kill Thomas and Martha Wayne? But I think the world is ready for it again. And I, I think if you line up the right criminals for the movie, it can be a really fun experience. What do you think the movie's going to be? I'm going to say Penguin. Riddler, Catwoman, but that's only because I believe is what I've heard. Yeah, they're definitely cast. So maybe it's just like we get a mashup of everything right off the bat. I think we're getting a variation of Long Halloween. You know what would play out really well? Arkham Asylum, a serious house on serious earth. But you got to do it animated, and it's got to be Hamill and Conrad. Like, that that book is for people who are really sick in the head. It's a graphic novel. It's insane. I, I suggest you all pick it up or find it digitally or whatever you have to do. But I think that would make for a good story. They'd have to tone it down a lot to do it in theaters. Fuck it. Rated R. <laughs> Rated R. I don't think they do it with Batman because kids are going to want to see a Batman movie. I still think that they should do a rated R Batman movie at some point just to try it. You know, you can be like serious, hardcore, fucking brutal Joker or I mean, there's lots of villains that they get like you can't really go much rated R with Penguin, for instance, which, by the way, my like my favorite Penguin is businessman Penguin. Not the uh, the weird creature, Danny DeVito. As much as I love Batman Returns from a little kid, you know. I like the whole, like, he owns the Iceberg Lounge. And you're just kind of like, hey, fuck that guy. But he's like, uh, I'm a legitimate businessman. Like, I like that kind of thing. Did you like Gotham? That. I liked what Gotham could have been. But I didn't like Gotham. I like the Penguin in Gotham. Yeah, he was good. 
pretty much everything else was terrible. Although the kid that played Joker, he was good. Cameron Monaghan, I think, I think is his name. He did a good job for what they gave him. But that series was just... It's, why is Bruce like nine and they already have Mad Hatter and shit? Come on. Yeah, I understand why you didn't like it. It should have... They advertised it ahead of time as being a GCPD show. And it was supposed to be like... Follow like Crispus Allen and uh, Jim Corrigan and Rene Montoya and Commissioner Gordon. And it was supposed to be like while Batman is happening and that they just like Batman's not really on the show. And maybe like a couple instances here and there, you see like a shadow of Batman and people are just like, oh, I almost saw the Batman. And like that would have been a cool show, like a merger between like a superhero thing and like a law and order type thing. I'd be super into that. And then they're like, no, oh, how about instead we've got Mr. Freeze becomes Mr. Freeze and, you know, Fish Mooney or whatever her name was. Is that her name? Fish Mooney? Yes. Yeah. Mr. Freeze would make for a great movie live action. Not talking Arnold. <laughs> Although we can talk Arnold because it's be a wild discussion. That totally but. has to be a fan tracks in the future. Chill out. Uh, you know, Freeze can be a great story if taken seriously. Freeze is prob as much as I love the Joker, Freeze is probably the best origin story for a supervillain. I think my here's something that I need to do a tier list of is Batman villains. Because I'm a big fan of some of the ones that people don't even really give a whole lot of credit to. Not that they're like tier number one or something, but like, for instance, like in this new Batman movie, I want Firefly. And like, just because like if Batman's going to have an action scene, it'd be cool to have him fight a guy who's in like a flying kind of outfit and he's got, you know, the flamethrower and stuff. That'd be cool. We haven't seen that yet. And, like, we haven't seen Clayface in one of these movies yet. And Clayface can have some fun stuff going on. And that could have been really good for, like, a Justice League movie or something. Like, just, uh, you know, they're, they're fucking around with that. But I'm really hoping, for instance, that this Batman movie, Riddler is the main villain. And that he's the one kind of manipulating everything. And maybe they can even tie in Calendar Man. And they could tie in Holiday. And, um the Reaper, like any of those kind of things from long, uh, long Halloween and like Riddler. If you play Riddler, right? Riddler is amazing. And people act like he should be the Jim Carrey version all the time. And it's not. Whoa, my whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, got news for you, bud. That was my first movie experience ever. There's a forever? soft spot in this heart <laughs> for Jim Carrey as the Joker. Before I knew better, that's when I thought that that's all Riddler was, and I like that a lot more than when I started to do a deeper dive into Riddler. And then ever since I did, I'm like, oh crap, they missed a boat. Uh, they missed a boat on Riddler. Riddler would have been a fantastic Chris Nolan uh, villain. Yeah, I, you know, I'd actually argue the Joker in Dark Knight is more Riddler than Joker in some ways. I'd like no one to get a shot now. It, I feel like the early 2010s, this is a time period of like 
were not fully extreme like the early 2000s, but everything is very muted, very bleak. The, the very... dark and gritty, that thing. Yeah. Like we were starting to get a little bit of nuance and it wasn't just like, all right, we're going to, you know, it's going to be loud and vibrant and, you know, like crazy. It was nuanced, but I feel like because of that, we got Bane, Tom Hardy's Bane, and we got uh, Raja Ghoul. And I, I might be in the minority here. I'm not crazy about Raj Ghoul. From the movie or in general? In general, but especially the movie. You go with uh, Raj or Raish? Oh. I usually, it depends on what they're saying. I've been saying Raj, sometimes they go Raish Ghoul. It just depends on, I guess, how I'm feeling at the moment. I always feel but, like it should be Raz if the person's American because Americans will never really bother pronounce things hundred percent right. Yeah, and that it should be like if you're in another country, they should be like Raish Agul or whatever. Then it's like that's Raz, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But like, imagine we got a good Joker, even though even that Joker was very muted and bleak. But we got a good Joker. A Riddler in that style would have been good. A Penguin in that style would have been good. Freeze in that style would have been good. You know? Now, I'd like to see what Dolan can do with a little bit more color. Because we're in an era now where we're like, nobody really knows anything anymore. Where You can't just be a billionaire playboy. Because as we saw in Justice League... They're going to rip you to shit just for existing. Like, I'd like to see how the Batman is going to handle that. And because I've been spoiled by the DC animated stuff, I got to be honest, I'm not that excited. About the Batman? Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of potential, but I... Like, I can't speak to some of the other things that have happened with the movie that are just obviously, like, pure speculation. And I didn't see the Planet of the Apes movies. So I don't know how good or bad Matt Reeves is for certain things. Because I saw Cloverfield. But Cloverfield's a completely different animal than what this is going to be. And I haven't seen any of his other movies. Like, uh, Under Siege 2, Dark Territory, no idea. Let me in. Didn't see it. So Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and War of the Planet of the Apes or War for the Planet of the Apes. I didn't see them. So I can't be like, Matt Reeves is so good and I can't wait to see whatever. So I can't tell if I'm going to really like his movie. And I think that some of the casting is concerning because if you tell me Andy Serkis is in a Batman movie and Penguin's in the movie and he's not Penguin, he's Alfred. I'm like, what the hell? He would have been a great penguin. And then you say Colin Farrell is the penguin. I'm like, he would have been a great Harvey Dent. And then you're like, Harvey Dent's in the movie. And it might be uh, Peter Sarsgaard. And I'm like, why is he Harvey Dent? And then, like, I I don't dislike the, we talked earlier about the idea, like, they change races for different characters. And sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes whatever. I don't dislike the idea of Jeffrey Wright playing... Commissioner Gordon in any kind of like, well, he can't be black, that kind of thing. 
But I feel like Jeffrey Wright, I haven't seen him be as like, not fun. What's a good word for it? Like, um, like I kind of need Gordon to be a little bit more boisterous. He's very low talking and very gravelly and that's Batman. So I don't want Batman to not seem as much like Batman when he's talking to Gordon because Gordon is being a little Batman-ish. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I want Gordon to be like, like Gary Oldman was a great Commissioner Gordon. And that's because that's a big offset between Commissioner Gordon and Batman because Gordon's just like, hey, what if we were on rooftops and whatever? And Gordon and Batman's like, hey, fuck you, pal. Like, you know, that kind of thing. And in the animated series, we've got, you know, uh, Commissioner Gordon, I'm blanking on who voices him, but um, but it's it's the real Commissioner Gordon, like that. That's my Commissioner Gordon, and that's my Batman. So I want the whole like where he could be like Jim, and then Gordon will be like, hey, like you know, that's Batman and whatever. He's he shouldn't be campy, he shouldn't be stupid, but he shouldn't be the one that's like the grizzled veteran, whatever, who's the dark, mysterious one. And that's what Jeffrey Wright plays best. And yeah, I don't know, like. I don't want to see Jeffrey, Jeff, you know, the new Bond movies coming out, which by the way, Christopher Nolan, I really want him to do a Bond movie. Um, Jeffrey Wright plays uh, Felix Leiter, and he's a great Felix Leiter. But when you put Felix Leiter with that gravelly voice next to Batman, he just, he needs to play a different part. And I haven't seen him play that yet. In Westworld, in Hunger Games, he hasn't been that type of thing. So he could pull it off potentially, whatever. I don't know if I like Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. So uh, I'd be willing to give it a shot. It's a, it's a possibility. I don't feel that that's as big of a problem as like some of the other ones. Like, I mean, again, like Andy circus should be penguin. He shouldn't be Alfred. That's weird. And I haven't seen Pattinson enough and anything to really judge whether he could pull it off, but he looks like it. He looks good. The suit looks good. If the suit's the finished version of the suit, I don't like it. But if that's like version one, and by the end of the movie, he gets like a more streamlined thing, then cool. Because he should be starting off. Like, I think the rumor is that he's in year two. And if that's the case, then yeah, he's going to be a little bit clunkier and, you know, not 100% the Batman that, you know, is like, bat god type of thing I like the addition of the whole gun melted down and put down there that's from the comics that's cool how do you like there's never been a Batman live action that has something more akin to the animated series suit right I guess like Keaton is the closest you mean like the like the gray tights kind of thing, like Batman 66, like almost like the gray of 66, but not with the blue cowl with the black cowl. cape. I guess the closest would be the Keaton. Batman v Superman one. Cause that was gray. I guess it was, which that looked really cool. I like that one. And I always like how, I don't know about you, but should I ever see a blue cowl? I'm like, okay, so that is your tell that this Batman will be more lighthearted and 
Yeah, you can't, can't take it as seriously because Batman should not be running around in blue. <laughs> there's n- there's no justification for that. I'm going to hide in the night and I'm going to have blue and yellow. Or uh, No, it doesn't make sense. But something like the Batman Brave and the Bold TV show, it's for kids. So, yeah, yeah, make him blue and goofy and whatever. Surprisingly really good. Not the biggest fan. You didn't like it? Too goofy for me. Fair enough. I mean, I like some goofy stuff here and there. Like, I mean, to a certain extent, I like these uh, Teen Titans things that I had seen. I might go back and watch the TV show. For but, what? Um, go or for like... Go is really goofy. Teen Titans itself is serious. I was kind of pissed that Go got a movie, like a movie movie in, in theaters. You know, I thought that's kind of a waste. I love the tone of Young Justice. Great show. Very underrated. Very uh, sloppy with their storytelling. They keep doing this whole thing where they're like, let's focus on 20 characters and not actually finish the story. And then we'll just skip forward five years. But, um, you know, you give me like. That that series gave me one of my favorite things, which was just the grotto scene where. um impulse is uh underneath the what do they call it the happy harbor and he sees the little monuments for blue beetle that's died and jason todd and tula and whatever that's so cool yeah and then they leave that uh jason todd shit open yeah could go back and tell that story they've got Arsenal. Can you do a live action Red Hood movie? I was really hoping that they would. I, I I could see it. If you had to cast that movie, who's the Joker? Mm, who's Batman? I'll leave that up to you. <coughs> hmm. I definitely wouldn't do any kind of crossover of like the Joaquin Phoenix Joker thing, because to me that needs to stand on its own, which by the way, I would love to see them do like more things like that, but not Joker make it be like, let's do a whole movie about Clayface for instance. And let's do a whole movie about, um, I'm trying to blank it on some of these other characters that aren't Batman characters, but like, uh, toy man. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Casting the Joker. Uh, I think I'd have to go somebody around age 40. Because I'd have like a 40-something-year-old, like a 40-year-old Batman, let's just say, and a 40-year-old Joker. And Nightwing is in his like late teens, early 20s. And Jason Todd can come back in his late teens, early 20s. Barbara Gordon should be in her late teens, early 20s. You think DiCaprio could do it? For Joker? Joker? Yeah. Hmm. Nah, I don't see it. I would give him a shot. How old is he? 45. Huh. I know what... I don't... I feel like anytime you try to cast somebody who is too like wacky, 
it starts to feel like they would just be wacky the way that they normally are. And if you cast somebody too serious, it's hard to tell what they would do. Like I hated the Heath Ledger announcement. I remember being just like, what the fuck? Heath Ledger, the dude from a Knight's Tale, like that guy is going to be the fucking Joker. Come on. And then when they showed that first footage and it was like that he didn't have like the perma scar that I mean the the perma grin that he was like scarred instead I'm like you're gonna just do face paint oh god this is gonna be awful and he ended up being great so it's like what what do I know but like is that your favorite I mean of, uh, you know to a certain extent Nicholson still might be I I think I think I am now of the opinion that Nicholson is too like I love the eighties and the early 90s. But Nicholson might be a little too fun for me. But he's more Cesar Romero than Mark Hamill. I think you need a mix between Nicholson and Ledger. And you might have gotten that with Leto without the stupid fucking tattoos and stuff if he would have had been in a better movie. Because I like Joker, the movie. Uh, Joker's great. That was a great movie. I don't know. It has it's to not be Joker. A one-shot. It yeah, has that's, to be. That's the thing. That can't be Joker with a Batman thing. It's a one shot. It's like when you watch, um, you know, uh, some kind of Elseworlds thing. And it's like, you know, what if in this story, uh, like Gotham by Gaslight or something? Or like we just watched, uh, well, I watched um, Red Sun, the Superman one. And that's like, okay, for a one shot, that's a cool story. I didn't really love the movie. But I really like the story of I like love Red Sun. as far as like the plot. Yeah, like the plot. Very, cool. very, very cool. Execution of the animated film leaves a lot to be desired, but you couldn't take that and then go, OK, that's our Superman going forward. It's no, that doesn't work that way. Like and this is like that. Like, are we at an age where young people wouldn't get that? Like why that was a thing? Because, you know. The Cold War was such a big thing. I mean, maybe now with the way Russia's come back up, that's why they did it now, because politically Russia is such a focus again. But, like, that was probably so cool back when the Cold War was a thing. Well, I think Red Sun came out only, like, in the past decade or so. No, I don't know. Hold on, let me see. I could be wrong. I'm assuming because of what it is. Well, it's Mark Millar had written it, and I don't think that he had been writing in, like, the 80s or anything like that. He might have been, though. I mean, the guy's been, you know, he did, like, kick asses. It's just 2003 is when it yeah, happened. Yeah, oh, 04. Okay. Um, very quick uh, side shoot here. Uh, Mark Millar with his kind of stuff. Have you seen Kick-Ass? I have. Great. Did you see uh, Kingsman? I have. What do you think about Kick-Ass 2 and Kingsman 2? Don't like Kick-Ass 2 as much. Don't like Kingsman 2 as much. So I fucking love Kick-Ass. And I even more so love (coughs) Kingsman. And Kick-Ass 2, Jeff Wadlow did that, not um, Matt Vaughn. And I feel like Kick-Ass 2, it's not as good as Kick-Ass 1, but it's a very, very good sequel like they have the same tone they they take it in a direction that i like they do a lot of things like that i was a big fan of it and i was like you know what man i can't wait for kick-ass 3 and of course they're just like not doing it 
So then when Kingsman 2 goes on and Kingsman ends up being amazing and I'm like, oh, we're getting Kingsman 2. I was so disappointed with Kingsman 2. Are you going to watch the prequel? Definitely. And uh, I want to revisit it because I haven't rewatched Kingsman 2. I haven't seen it a second time, but yeah, I was disappointed with that. But um, I don't know if I'm going to see Bloodshot. That's another Mark Millar thing. I might. At the very least, I'll probably end up watching it when it's like on VOD or something. But I don't know if I really want to go out over the course of the next couple of weeks with like this whole WrestleMania thing. I don't know if I want to spend the time to go watch a Vin Diesel Bloodshot movie. I think you absolutely should because of what the other facets of your life looks like. That I need the break? Yeah. <laughs> it might be the case. I did get my tickets for the Bond movie that's coming out in April. So, do you, I know that your girlfriend does, but do you like Billie Eilish? The song itself is a pleasant song to listen to, but I haven't, I, like, I can't sing along with it. And I'm warming up to the song. Her other music, I don't, I, I haven't really paid all that much attention to it. Caroline like will play it in the background and I'll be like, ah, it sounds kind of catchy or nah, that sounds like crap or, you know, whatever. I like the song. I think I heard her playing at the Brit Awards. Really good. Really good for a Bond movie. Worried about this Bond movie, but that's another. Yeah, that's that's another group beating. There is a very good chance that when that Bond movie comes out, they, there's a review point where I'm just like, and why the fuck would you? <laughs> just, you know, one of those rants. So like a crown jewel type rant. Um, The Batman, it might be one of those. Like they might screw up the Batman and the Batman is my favorite fictional character in the history of all media. So if you fuck up Batman, I'm not a big fan, you know? Now I'm thinking of that um, Key and Peele sketch of the, you know, you don't fuck with the Batmans. <laughs> it's no, a great sketch. I love Batman. I Pro wrestling and Batman and soda are like the three things <laughs> that tie me. And I like... You know, I, I just, I'm I'm so comfortable now that I'm getting more into the comic book side of thing with like comics explained and stuff. And I have the DC Universe subscription. I'm so comfortable with my animated and my comic book Batman that I'm like, I, I'm so afraid. Don't fuck this up. Don't fuck up Batman for a generation of children. Especially because there's a potential with Robert Pattinson being younger that they could get a bunch of movies out of this if they do it right. Like, you could get... If they do the whole, like, long Halloween type thing and it's, like, Riddler and a bunch of villains and a big, like, crime kind of thing, like, noir a little bit, and you, you could get, like, a Joker in another movie. You could get a Mr. Freeze and you could get these kind of oddballish characters. I'm not expecting them at any point to be like, the next villain in the new Batman movie is Birthday Boy. Because it's like, who the fuck's Birthday Boy? And you're like, well, that's a one-shot type thing, and it's not even for a whole movie. It's a one-scene type thing or something. But like, uh, you know, you can play around with a lot of these characters, and you can do a lot with Batman that hasn't been done yet. But the only negative about that, and sometimes it's not negative, it's an overt positive, that because of time just works against you. Like I, I can never see another Iron Man 
Robert Downey Jr. is my Iron Man. I don't want to see another fucking Wolverine. Hugh Jackman should be Wolverine until he dies. Uh, you know, so if you get a good Batman like that, then you're going to just like, don't cast anybody else. I think there's always room for more, but at the same time, it is hard to kind of picture like how could they do another Iron Man at this point? You know, if they do a reboot of the MCU and they're just like, Oh, we had a new Iron Man. It'd be like, you got some big shoes to fill. So I don't know how they pull that off, but like, I don't know. Like if they, they got to give it like 15 years. Like I, I could see them doing another Wolverine, even though as much as like Hugh Jackman was like perfect in a lot of Henry ways. Henry Cavill though. I don't buy into that rumor. Like, who would you have play Wolverine? You'd have to go maybe like a Charlie Hunnam. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) I know everybody keeps saying Tom Hardy. He's Venom. So no. Charlie Hunnam is a guy that I think if you didn't have him be uh, like a Wolverine, I think he could be a good Green Arrow. Ooh. Also good. He's he's very underrated. I think he's a, one of the better actors that I've ever seen. I was a big fan of uh he did movies called Green Street Hooligans and I'm a huge fan of Sons of Anarchy. Never and, seen a single episode. So I have a rule. My rule is I can only do like one really gritty show at a time. Right now I'm on Mr. Robot. I'm wrapping that up. But for a while, like, Sons of Anarchy was the only, like, mainstream show I would watch. It's very good. What do you think about the rumor that Rami Malek might be Silver Surfer? I, I, I don't. I, I, could, I could see it, I could enough. see it, but I, like, Silver Surfer to me, it's about the time that we start reaching. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't see the appeal, but... Like we said in the beginning, they can make money out of anything. I always liked Silver Surfer as a an ancillary character, kind of like uh, sort of like Hulk. Like, and you know what? Actually, I'll even go so far as to say, sort of like the Flash and uh, some of these other characters that are big, like tentpole characters. But like, to me, the Flash works better as the funny guy in the Justice League than he does in his own series. And the Hulk works better as a problematic part of the Avengers than he does in a whole series based off of the Hulk. Because at certain points, you're just sort of like, all right, Hulk fights somebody who's not as strong as Hulk, but they beat each other up and then Hulk wins the end. Whereas, like, there's more nuance for Superman, and I can get more into that. There's a hell of a lot more with, like, Batman and Daredevil and Spider-Man and all that. But, like, I don't want to do a whole like they did that uh, silver surfer TV series back in the day. Yeah. That, that shouldn't have been a thing. And a silver surfer movie to me is a one shot movie. And they did that with the, the fantastic Fantastic four movie. You do the silver surfer is the Herald of Galactus and you prepare for Galactus to eat the earth. And then Silver Surfer learns humanity is worth saving and he gets redeemed and um, 
you know, does this whole alternative thing and gets Galactus to fuck off. Like that's Silver Surfer. And then beyond that, then what do you do? You know, is he naked? I don't know. Cause he's that surfboards made out of the same material. So is he just like covered in like aluminum foil, basically kind of thing. Like, yeah. Like, see, those are the weird things I think about when I think of Silver Surfer. And I, well, there's that whole debate about like, what's up with the thing? You know, know, these are the weird things you don't, nobody thinks about, but they should, because like, I'm looking at the Silver Surfer right now and it's just, that's a weird, that's weird to explain. Because like Spider-Man's a guy in an outfit. What is the Silver Surfer? I guess it's supposed to be so out of our realm because it's on that whole cosmic side of things that it would be like, well, you don't understand because you don't have to have this corporeal form, this whatever, and you don't need a dick in space. Like, like, I guess, you know, who needs a dick in space? (laughs) Just like make sure now, just, you know, Silver Surfer's flying around. He's just like, "Ah, I gotta get some shorts. Like Dr. Manhattan, he had no problem swinging that thing. You know? It's cold out here, you know? Like, what do you think about Watchmen? Great movie. The television show is what it is. only saw one episode of the show. Why'd you stop? I had other shit I had to do. And then next thing I knew, the season was over. I'm like, oh, I got like eight episodes I gotta watch. Okay, well, I'll get around to it. Watchmen the movie was great. Watchmen the show. I suppose it is important for pop culture of the era to tackle the political issues of the era, right? I, however, am just so tired of... Politicizing everything? Yeah. And that's not to say that it's bad, even. It's good. It's just, like, I had to put it on pause, because, like, all right, I'm not ready for this, like, let's dive into this political take. I think that the movie and all that is like, if I could get past the nihilism of the whole thing, then I would like it more. But Alan Moore is pretty much just kind of like, everybody sucks, everybody's awful, and the world should just burn itself. And they're like, But isn't right. that where we're at now in life? And I'll be honest, like, there are layers to that where, like, that's that's a good take. You know, it's good that people aren't as naive. But this idea that everybody's trying to fuck everybody over, it just gets old. Like, can't somebody do some good in the world without being called a dumbass or uh, the, the, the new term, at least on the relationship side of things, is a simp? It's like, we we have turned our backs on, we, we all like superhero movies, right? But we all think it's stupid to be a good guy in real life. <laughs> yeah. Like, I I don't get that. Well, you know what's weird about the DC side of things, which, I mean, I don't know if this is part of the whole continuity or not, because it's all weird. They need to get a fucking name for it. I hate this whole extended universe. They never called it that. People just started giving it that name, and it makes no sense and all that anyway. I, I like well, Worlds. Well, they can't call it DC Universe, because... Uh... Yeah, DCU. But I like the name Worlds of DC. That pet, That was pitched around before. I'm like, go with that, you know? But um, we're getting Black Adam, and then we're getting Shazam too. 
And if what I've heard is true, the story for this is Black Adam is like kind of a reluctant hero villain type of combo where like the story would be that he loses his wife and he gets the power of the whole Shazam thing and that the gods kind of like fuck him over and he eventually gets like woken up I guess like or he like he fought in like ancient Egypt or I don't know this whole setup but it's supposed to be that he fights the Justice Society of America so he fights like Hawkman and Dr. Fate and all this and I'm like that's weird to me and then at the end of the movie he ends up like being kind of good or whatever and then that leads into Shazam and I don't know. To me, there shouldn't be a Black Adam movie just to get The Rock to have his own movie. He should just have been in Shazam 2. Well, I think they just want to try The Rock in his own movie. I feel like it's just because he's The Rock. That's it. Like, Oh, yeah. That they were just like, let's give you your own movie and we'll get three movies out of this instead of... And I'm like, you know what? But, like, it's Black Adam. Like, why are you... I don't know, like, as much as I want to see Metallo in a Superman movie, I don't want to see a Metallo movie that leads into Superman Man of Steel 2. Which, by the way, they should have called it that from the very fucking beginning. Man of Steel should not have been called Man of Steel. Man of Steel should have been called Last Son of Krypton. And then they should have had a Metallo movie, and that movie should have been called Man of Steel. Or... Not to spoil too much, but my Superman blueprint. Metallo should be one of the first villains that Superman fights, and that is called Man of Steel. And then I they have can made have... no bones about this. Should I hit the lottery? It's on the list <laughs> to give you the money. To do the blueprints? To do at least the Batman blueprint. I added and... a bunch of notes uh, to the Batman blueprint the other day. That were all like just like these oddball notes. Like, um, I want uh, Jason Todd to be involved in the Anarchy Gang, and um, I added a note about. Uh, I think I had told you about a note that I had written up before about like all these things about that there should be like a a cemetery graveyard in the same grounds as the uh, Wayne Manor, and I started doing all this deep dive into like, well, how can I justify the cave system and all this stuff? And I, I was just like, oh my God, I'm doing all this work for this. I need to write articles and like, you know, shit, that kind of thing. But uh, I want to do a deeper dive into the Superman one too. Cause I have, I have a lot of things with the Superman stuff. I will I spoil wanted- the end of it though. The end uh, involves a Superman statue. And it's called the man of tomorrow. <laughs> now I this is why and if you stuck with us throughout this whole shoot the shit conversation thank you and this is why I want to do more fan plays because I I am so much more into this side of things than anything else yeah this is a lot more fun than when we were going to talk about Elimination Chamber in a couple hours <laughs> I know which really like <laughs> like 12 hours. Thanks. Uh, no, but I, I love getting into this, and I could go on and on about how I'll make the case 
if somebody hired me right now, I'd be like, yeah, we're not doing live action. More animated movies. Only <laughs> only animated movies. Because cause outside of Tobey Maguire, when I was nine, you know, like, I really think that it hurts the characters in the long run. Because you're sitting there going, oh, that was good of Hugh Jackman. But, like, when you're watching X-Men, the animated series, you're like, that's Wolverine. You know, Wolverine is just a character that you don't have to associate with man. What, uh... I don't know if this will be, like, our our last topic, because we are at almost two-hour mark, but, um... Are we? Wow. Yeah. Uh... If you could think of some superhero TV shows or movies that maybe go under the radar that you think the people should uh, check out, what comes to your mind? I'm going to look at my list because, of course, I have a list of every movie that I've seen that I could remember. Um, I'm trying to think TV show first. X-Men Evolution. That had some fun stuff to it. Fantastic. I really liked uh, Rogue's design. In that, like that I goth think, girl kind of thing. I like that. I think um, I mentioned it earlier, Brave and the Bold. You know, it's it's a little more playful, but they also touch on some real shit. Um, Movie-wise, it's a little different because a lot of what I've seen is like the big blockbusters. But I had wanted to bring up the 1984 Fantastic Four movie, just because, <laughs> like, it's it's such a wild story of how they got there, and it's such a B movie, and we're only what eight years out from, and Spider Man sets the world on fire. The uh, the Fantastic Four thing is a real fun thing to track because. Truth be told, I've never liked the Fantastic Four. That's fair. I've always thought that they were too hokey, and there's some stuff that I really like about it. Like, I think that the idea of Reed Richards as one of the smartest, if not the smartest person in Marvel, is cool. But I like him better as Reed Richards than I do as Mr. Fantastic. Stretchy guy, I don't really give a shit. That seems to be more like that should have been an X-Men character. You know, this is, I actually, did I, I might've written it up already. I don't remember for sure, but like, I think I wrote one. Yeah. I wrote something up on fanboys that if anybody's interested in this, check it out. It's, um, mutants that shouldn't be mutants okay. and it's characters that should be non X-Men characters. And for instance, like storm, I think storm should be one of the premier female superheroes of Marvel and not uh, in the X-Men series that she should just be Aurora Monroe has powers. She she's from Africa, whatever that kind of thing. Cause if that was like a captain Marvel type thing, I think that she could take off as an even more prominent character. Now she's great in X-Men, but X-Men to me, I feel like it needs to be more of like the flawed people and a stretchy guy. I feel like that's a good X-Men thing because you've got like the woman from Doom Patrol who's like, you know, oh, my face is all messed up because I lost control of like my stretchiness or like 
and Mr. Fantastic's just like, I'm super smart, and everything I do is that I'm super smart, and I can build these machines and whatever. Also, I could stretch. Ah, come on. I don't care about the stretch stuff at that point. And, like, Sue Storm is a good character in the Fantastic Four series, but on her own, she isn't. And the thing is good in Fantastic Four, but on his own, he's just a strong guy, and I don't give a shit. And that is cool. Yeah. And Johnny Storm is a good asshole in the Fantastic Four, but if he's just Fire Guy, I don't really care. Flame on, Johnny. So, Fantastic Four to me is always a little hokey. And the fact that they've gone through hell with these movies where they're just making them just for the sake of continuing the rights, that movie in 19. Uh, 84 or 84 94 94 94. uh yeah uh it's such garbage and it's it's so good to watch yeah it's it's like the room the tommy wiseau movie it's like you watch that because it's crap you don't watch that because it's good yeah yeah oh hi mark uh that whole thing is funny because then it's like you look at the next one that they make. And that was when they were running out of time. And then you look at the next one that they make that absolutely uh, one of the worst comic book movies ever, the fan four stick. They just keep making them because they were just like, well, we're running out of time. Let's just do this and slap together and whatever. And they're like, you made four fantastic four movies and not a single one of them. Just to, just to keep the license. Yeah. So I'm excited what Marvel does with the characters, but sometimes Marvel, even in the MCU, they can kind of go in the wrong direction. And I'm a little bit worried that this whole theory is going to pan out that they were stuck in the quantum realm. And I don't want time displaced Fantastic Four. I just want the Fantastic Four. I, I want take, the, uh, even. you know, the building, um, the, the Avengers building that they teased in Spider-Man that it was like, well, we got a new buyer, that whole thing. Yeah. If it's not Oscorp, I want it to be the Baxter building. Possible. I, I could really, I'm not a big fan. Like I like them. Right. But I'm not like, ah, fuck yeah. Fantastic four. So I hope they knock it out of the park, but I'm not so crazy about it. I hope that they do something with that. I hope that they play around with Deadpool and just have him be like, hey, I'm a part of the MCU now and I'll crack these jokes and that kind of thing. Uh, Oh, you know what? I just came across one of the... Actually, I just came across two on my list of movies that I've seen that uh, if you haven't seen it, I think you should check it out. Um, One of the animated movies, Superman, Batman, Public Enemies. That's oh, a fun well, watch. I if I haven't beaten it over your heads, guys, every DC animated movie I think is at least worth a look. Like, Under the Red Hood is the greatest of all time. Dark Knight Returns Part One and Two. Best Joker fight you will ever see. No more. <laughs> <laughs> like best you'll ever see um even like wonder woman pretty decent 
I, I think those are all worth a look. I still think Lego Batman movie is phenomenal. There are so many things about that movie that I absolutely love. But here's a non-Marvel, non-DC movie on the superhero genre that I think that a lot of people sleep on, and they really shouldn't. Chronicle. Hmm. I don't think I've seen that. Watch it. That's all I'm going to say is just watch it. (laughs) I think I will. Watch that and then drop a comment below and go, Tony was right. Oh, this is so good. (laughs) Uh, Um... I, I could go on forever. Yeah, like, we could totally go on forever. We're at, we, did, we did not even touch. We did not even touch Batman with nipples. Okay, like <laughs> look, we, I I want my Batman to have nipples. I don't want my bat suit to have nipples. <laughs> Let's put it that way. If you have a Bruce Wayne that just doesn't have them, it's a little weird. <laughs> you know, I I love superhero movies. I love superhero lore. I. I've got so into like just like putting on five hour comic explained videos and I strongly suggest you check out that channel. Like just put on those videos and put it's passive content, you know, let him explain the story while you're working or making dinner. It's good content every time. Good stuff to fall asleep to, too. Exactly. Exactly. I didn't uh I didn't finish it, but on my watch later playlist right now on YouTube, there's uh both parts of um Secret Wars from Comics Explained. I have a playlist entitled Bonkers that has just a bunch <laughs> of videos that are hours long and a lot of comics explained is on there. That's a great way to to get like crash courses of things. And Wikipedia too, for that matter. I've read lots of stories just by reading the Wikipedia thing and then, you know, did deeper dives here and there and stuff for like, like Hush, for instance, never actually read Hush, but I read the story in multiple different fashions and comics explained different things like that. So I'm like, yeah, I know what Hush is all about, you know, but yeah, man, I mean, we could, I could, like I've said before, you can tell me even with not another person on a podcast and just say, talk about Batman and I could talk for five days straight, you know, and just be getting into the idea of just being like, let's let's examine the Falcone Mafia <laughs> and be like, uh, let's get into, uh, you know, what? I'm going to open up my notes of my uh, my Batman blueprint and I'm going to just I'm going to pick something at random. I'm going to actually have you help me pick something at random and I'm going to read something out of it. That'll be the end of this whole kind of thing. Uh, give me a number between one and ten. Seven. Okay. You picked volume seven of my Batman blueprint, which is called Nightfall. And it's actually probably one of my favorite ones. So my idea to give a quick rundown, which of course some things could change if I work more on this and all that. I've got nine stories inside Nightfall. First one's called A Death in the Family. You wonder what happens. <laughs> and that's actually a very good book. No, I'm, I haven't read Tony's, but I'm talking about like the real death in the family. Mm. Good Batman story. So I have my nightfall kicking off with Jason Todd's death, ah. which leads to 
uh, Bruce going into a depression. And here's a a, a cut. Uh, it's kind of that's a pun on its own. Um, story number two of the Nightfall arc includes this line: Selena foils a cargo shipment of diamonds from a criminal named Rough Cut. <laughs> Imagine, I like I don't know off the top of my head who Rough Cut is. I know that this in this story rough cut has to deal with a lot of different things like the sex trade and Holly Robinson gets mixed in and it's all this little tiny things, but I've got written down in here, the Italian East siders, the Jewish sons of David, the Lords of the avenues, the low boys, the all Americans, the Latina unified gang led by Otero, the red gloves gang led by Bennett Carson. So this is a deep, deep dives that I've gone down. There's got, uh, Assassin Nicholas Scratch tries to kill kill uh, Mayor Marion Grange in part three. Uh, Bat Signal is crushed. Here's a good name. State of Anarchum. <laughs> like, no man's land's a part of this and stuff. So you tell me, talk about Batman, and I could just be like, no man's land on its own. The idea that there's an earthquake and that that changes things and stuff. Fucking brilliant. Uh, so if they fuck up Batman, <laughs> I'm okay with Wonder Woman 2 not being all that great. I'm not expecting Wonder Woman 1984 to be amazing. Flashpoint, that could be cool. I don't know if they're even going to do the movie because at this point they've wanted to do it for like however many years. MCU, I'm not worried about. They're, they'll kick so much ass. That's not an issue. But don't fuck up the Batman. You know what? I really feel like in 20 years when you've just like reached a point in your life where you need to get it out, you're going to write a story or direct a movie that's going to be Batman related and it's going <laughs> to fucking kick ass. <laughs> i tell you what it won't be. The old Batman thing, because we've had enough of it already. <laughs> you know, I... I love superheroes. I want to do more of these. And that's that's very much so. I know if you don't know what Smoking Out Moment is, it's our pro wrestling site. You should follow it at smokingoutmoment.com and all that. But a lot of people who are listening to this for three hours are know us from Smoking Out Moment. That's to say, like, I can't sit here and do a deep dive on wrestling. But ultimately, with characters like this, there's so much more depth. Yeah, I mean, you can tell me uh, which are you more excited to talk about the history of Spider-Man, and you know, fuck. At that point, you can limit it even more. You can say, do an hour-long podcast on Spider-Man's love life, or do an hour-long podcast on, um even somebody that I like, like Mr. Perfect or something like that. And I'll be like, I'll pick the Spider-Man one, you know, <laughs> like a little bit more inundated with wrestling all the time that I totally I love these escapes. And I think that's what it is. Like, I think if I wrote for IGN, maybe I'd be like, Oh, smart out moments. Great. Wrestling is so much fun to talk about. But like when you get the chance to breathe and really dive into another world, I choose the world of superheroes more often than not, and it's always a good time. 
because these characters are evergreen for the most part and they can change and you know die and be reborn have you know go through moral complexes and trials and tribulations that you just can't do with wrestling so long story short that my friends is why Toby McGuire should win an Oscar. <laughs> so I have a, a quick question to to ask you. You said that these are evergreen. Who is more evergreen? Poison Ivy or Swamp Thing? Poison Ivy. Trick question. They both wore the green at one point. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it might have been Floronic Man, too. I don't know for sure. But uh, yeah, Green Lantern, probably throwing that in the mix, too. Yeah, I feel like we could talk forever. Uh, I have to cut it off at some point, obviously, or else I mean, it's three in the morning right now. And um, we do have Elimination Chamber and stuff we got to talk about later on. But uh, thank you again, Guest 5, for sponsoring this and giving us such a good variety of topics. Uh, if you, you keep asking for these kind of things, we'll keep giving them to you. That's the thing. And um, if you guys want to see more or hear more, because this isn't really all that visual, and you want to take part of that, too, and make sure that Fanboy Synonymous can grow and I can dedicate more time to this kind of thing, uh, consider donating to the Patreon as well. I mentioned before, even a dollar goes a long way, especially the more people that do that. Five bucks, ten bucks, whatever it is, whatever spare change you got, I'm going to appreciate anything. Even if it's just that you're sharing videos and liking things and following the Facebook and Twitter and passing the word around about Fanboys and clicking on articles and clicking on uh, the ads on things and picking up stuff on the merchandise shops. You know, there's T public and Redbubble for fanboys content. And there's lots of like jokey stuff, like, you know, puns off of things and, you know, like, uh, you know, Batman stuff, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles jokes. They don't, they took down like all my Sonic the Hedgehog stuff and whatever, but like, you know, anytime I get inspiration, I tend to put the, some stuff up on there. And, um, yeah, you just keep showing your support and you leave your comments below and you tell us your thoughts on all these things and anything that you can do to help this channel grow, major, major thumbs up, including just listening. And if you listen, seriously, like, I, I hate the sound of my voice. I think if you've listened to me talk for three hours, I greatly appreciate it. I love doing this stuff. If... If fanboys, even more than Smart Gun Moment, which I love, like it was my own, if fanboys could make us more money, I'd probably just do fanboys for a while. Imagine going into that deep dive of How I Met Your Mother again and all that stuff. <laughs> like, ah, I pitched it. I pitched it last year because it was five years. Yeah, it didn't have the time. But that stuff can all happen in the future. I've got so many different things in the pipeline maybe i'll do a thing like a dark cast type of thing if we can figure out a name for it maybe i'll do something just on a whim one random day and i'll just explain all the articles that i have a quarter written or half written and you know maybe i'll just kind of put that out there or something i don't know but um that'll be up when it's up if it's up anything else that's coming will be happening when it happens i know that i do want to see some movies coming up soon uh, I I don't know if I'm going to get a chance to see Onward this week. I know Dace had mentioned earlier, he's like, oh, who wants to go see that? And I'm like, uh, it just kind of depends on my time frames. 
But if I do, then maybe I'll put up something about Onward. I know that the Bond movie's coming out. Definitely going to try to check that out. There's a chance that I could check out a couple of other things here and there. And if that happens, then you'll be aware of it because it'll be up on this YouTube channel. It'll be up on the podcast feeds and everything else like that. One of the things I know for sure that is happening, and it's not going to be on the Fanboys Anonymous stuff, but it is tangential to that, is the uh, 7th Annual Daystacular Gaming Marathon. Saturday, March 7th at noon Eastern. You poor bastard. Until Sunday, March uh, 8th at noon Eastern. Uh, we're doing a 24-hour video game marathon. It is for charity. And Don't I am sleep. not a big gamer at all. But I will be playing some games here and there. I may be a part of the Smash Brothers tournament. I'm not too sure yet. Uh, I'm sure at some point I'll play like Sonic the Hedgehog or like uh, we usually play like the X Men arcade game, and I usually just fuck everybody up with Colossus, that kind of thing. Oh, fuck yeah! Oh, like like the fighters, just the whole like bah! that kind of thing. You <laughs> know. Nice. Uh, so you know, tune into that the Daceman show, and um, you know, support that too. And Rob, you got other plugs? I got plugs. I'll. You want to use something funny, Tony? I'll be on Fightful in a few hours, <laughs> filling in today. Um, Fightful.com, Sean Rossap, the team over there works their fucking asses off to get you like the most legit sourced pro wrestling news. And you should definitely check out Fightful.com. And if you got the spare change, subscribe to Fightful Select. Over on the WrestleZone side of things. Bill Pritchard has been working his ass off to get sourced good pro wrestling news and information. So as far as the wrestling world is concerned, I feel like I'm kind of nestled into a good spot where both these sites are great. If you like legit news, you should support them and not the random headlines you see on the Internet. Don't click those. Support real sources. Support Fightful. Support WrestleZone. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DudeFelice. Um, keep supporting Tony because he is our fearless leader. And, you know, this was just an idea I had out of nowhere. I was like, hey, you want to do this tonight? And here we are at 3 in the morning. So, yeah, appreciate zero, it. Zero prep time and just like, well, we'll do it. It works. Yeah. I always appreciate the journey. And thank you once again to Guest 5. Yeah, thank you very much, Guest 5. And um, yeah, check out Smart Guy Moment if you want the wrestling stuff. Keep checking out Fanboys for the rest of this stuff. And that's about it. Just follow me all over the place. Start clicking around. Do that thing. Do the do the social medias. Be social media-ing. I don't know what that phrase would be. And uh, that's it. So it's time for us to geek out. Thanks for listening, everybody. Adios.